0: Your best life is more rewarding when you become a member of Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. You can earn My Plus Rewards points for everyday purchases and banking activities. You even earn 3,000 My Plus Rewards points when you open your membership with Affinity Plus. MyPlus Rewards offers the potential to rack up major points and even bigger rewards. Use your points on vacation getaways, discounted rates on Affinity Plus car loans, gift cards from popular stores and restaurants, and cash back. Or pay those points forward with charitable donations. You've got a lot of great choices with Affinity Plus and My Plus Rewards. Stop by the Brainerd Lakes branch in Baxter to learn more about your My Plus Rewards earning power. Affinity Plus is federally insured by NCUA. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. Today, our guests are from Camp Ripley. We have Brigadier General Lowell Cruz with us. He is the Camp Ripley Senior Commander. And Mr. Tony Housie, Camp Ripley Public Affairs Office. Gentlemen, first of all, welcome to Community Focus.
1: Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here and be part of your um, program.
0: Brigadier General Cruz, uh, what an honor to have you on our show today. Yes.
1: Well... uh... I think the honor's mine. Um, The chance to reach out and communicate to our public is always um, one of the the most important missions that I have personally here as I represent the Minnesota National Guard and continue to be the senior commander on this beautiful installation that we have in central Minnesota.
0: Yeah, so let's start with uh, what is going on now. Uh, Has your mission changed? Uh, What is happening at Camp Ripley?
1: Well, I would suggest that for the last two months, we haven't done a, a lot at Camp Ripley. We've been in kind of a holding pattern. Obviously, for the Minnesota National Guard, uh, we were considered essential by the governor, so our employees have continued to come to the camp, and we continue to do all the things that we normally do to keep the installation running. The installation's a small city, and I have all the little elements that any other city would have from of department of public works to you know um, people that do scheduling and billeting and hotel operations and all sorts of things like that and those employees have continued to work through this whole pandemic emergency we have had some people coming here to train in a limited number but obviously for the majority of our minnesota national guardsmen their training has changed from in-person training to doing a lot of training the last two months online and um, at their home of record while we've been waiting for the clearance to start to congregate and operate and what the new normal will be, whatever that is, yeah. in our future.
0: Yeah. Now, initially, some Guard members were called out on flood duty as this whole thing started, if I'm not mistaken. I would yeah. assume that yeah. is, that is done.
1: Small. We had a small element up in Oslo, Minnesota, um, supporting them. They typically have a problem every spring when the Red River rises and we um help them get in and out of their town on one of their major roads that gets flooded. Um we end up being part of the team that keeps them safe as they trans you know, that, as they move in and out of town. Mm-hmm. The little town of Oslo.
0: Right. So uh i I would imagine you have to remain ready through all of this, don't you?
1: Yes, you know, and that was part of the you know being ensured that we we're part of the essential force for the state. um my mechanic you know I have about two hundred mechanics that come here every day and work on the Minnesota National Guard equipment. They've been here on a daily basis, continuing to. Um, improve the readiness and repair and maintain all our equipment so it is ready when the governor or the president needs us in any manner Um, we've got units that are preparing to deploy overseas we've got units that are preparing to go to major training exercises across the nation and you know our business can't take a two-month break and expect that that's state readiness is the same. Mm
0: -hmm. Are you guys staying healthy? Are you doing temp checks and that kind of thing, using PPEs? What's that picture look like? Uh,
1: From the PPE point of view, we obviously are following the CDC social distancing guidelines whenever we can. Mm -hmm. If we're in a situation where we can't and we've got to put people inside of a six-foot circle, they're all wearing masks. But um, by and large, we have not yet started to deliberately do temperature checks on our employees or our our, um, soldiers. I guess our guidance to everybody is they need to maintain and monitor their health and talk to their supervisor if they feel sick, and they need to um, stay at home if they feel sick. Mm -hmm. And um, we are talking about some temperature monitoring to start to build a baseline for our soldiers that are going to um, some of our major exercises so that over a period of time we understand and can document where they're at. But we haven't started any of that deliberately.
0: So you must have a plan in t- place to uh, uh, for when things start to return to normal. It sounds like w- in every endeavor this is going to be a slow return to normal. Is that kind of what you're planning on as well?
1: Yes, yes. We've uh, we've done a lot of deliberate planning on what our in- what the new normal might look like for our installation you know as long as we're under the threat of the virus we're probably going to have to change how we house our soldiers so we've we've looked at you know decreasing the number of soldiers we can put in any uh, of our um, barracks and things like that so that we can understand you know how that capacity fits inside of the cdc guidelines Uh, we're starting to see soldiers come and train here now we have soldiers that actually absolutely have to get at training so that they can meet some of the timelines they got to do this summer. Mm-hmm. So this weekend, we're going to see about 600 soldiers from the Brainerd unit, the one of the 194 that'll be training here, Wow! as well as some soldiers out of Alexandria. And obviously we've expanded the footprint of what we would normally give them for housing so that they can, you know, keep spread out and continue to meet the CDC guidelines while they try to meet their training requirements.
0: That's got to be an effort.
1: <laughs> yes, it is. you know, and in the backside, we obviously have developed a lot of mitigation efforts on the cleaning side, so that you went, you know, units are going to have daily re- cleaning requirements. We have extra cleaning requirements once a unit leaves, and before we hand that facility off to the next unit that's going to use it, things like that. So we've had a lot of um, preventative me- medicine and um, medical checks and balances in this process.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brigadier General, um, how about uh, training in, in, in small quarters? Is that just not going to happen? Uh, I've never been in a tank, but it doesn't seem like that's a large space in there. <laughs> and I know that it takes several men to run it. So is some things like that just off the table at this point?
1: Not necessarily. I think what we're trying to do is establish a level of security that the people that are training are not infected and um you know that's based on how we you know we we we're doing active questionnaires with our soldiers on have you been exposed to anybody that is positive within six feet um do you have you know um do you have a fever those kind of things now we acknowledge that the current pathology of the of the disease is that you could spend three four days before you showed symptoms. But we're really trying to have our soldiers understand the environment they've been exposed to before they come here. So we have a level of security that when we put them together in that tank, that, you know, they're not infecting each other. And, um, you know, and we're talking about active activities um, before we deploy our units to like, say, the National Training Center, which is still on the schedule for July for our about 4,000 of our soldiers, wow. that that they are all going to probably get a COVID test before they leave, and we'll do everything we can can to maintain a bubble around them um, so that we can keep them from getting infected.
0: It, it seems to me that summer in the Lakes area is one of your busiest times of the year for training at Camp Ripley, is it not?
1: It is, yes. You know, most summers, especially June and the end of July and August, we average probably three, four thousand soldiers through here a year, oh, uh, a month. A
0: month, yeah.
1: And, um, and we expect to see some of that this summer, maybe at a lesser amount. We we were probably pl- already planning not to have as many soldiers as normal here, you know. With the the first armor brigade combat team, which is headquartered in Minnesota, um, is a unit of about five thousand soldiers. Well, that 5,000 is about half of the total strength of the Minnesota Army National Guard. Oh, wow. They were all slated to go to California for an exercise. So we already knew that about half of our normal training load was not going to be here this summer. But we've, we'll we see a battalion out of Mankato, the two of the 135, will arrive here next week. And they're here for about three weeks as they prep before they go to um um, their deployment site in Texas and they are preparing to go to the um, Djibouti on the Horna, Africa for a year deployment. So that's wow. our first customer we're going to see here.
0: That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know in the past we've uh, talked to Tony about some of the guests that come from Norway and other places. I would imagine those types of things are off for now? or
1: yeah. We were scheduled to do the Norwegian Exchange um, about two weeks ago. Uh I was just laughing. If you go on the Camp Ripley Facebook page right now, you'll see that my my staff that normally handles that um, Norwegian Exchange event, every year we do a picture in front of our historic camp gates with all the Norwegians. And this year uh, my staff recreated that in the time period that the Norwegians would have been here. Um, without the Norwegians, oh. with, with the message saying that we missed our friends from Norway. So I thought that was a pretty cool note this yes. morning. I'm going
0: to have Obviously, to check that out.
1: <laughs> our desire is to, um, you know, figure out how to operate in the new environment so we can have our Norwegian friends travel here next next spring. Um, I, we're set to have that event occur in March or April next year again, and and we will return to normal, and that's part of it.
0: Absolutely, and I know we'll get that vaccine developed sometime, so uh, then we return to normal. For our listeners in the Lakes area, are we going to be hearing some uh, big guns going on here, uh, even if there maybe isn't quite yeah. as many soldiers?
1: Yes, yeah, so um, for sure in July, um, our one of our field artillery battalions was slated to go to Canada for a three-week exercise in July, and they got told, recently that they have to reschedule their training to have it occur here at Camp Ripley this summer. So the one of the 151 field artillery out of Montevideo will be here um, for a couple of weeks the end of July, August. Okay. Um, obviously we've got other artillery units spread throughout the summer that'll be here as well. So our normal noise production will be about the same as <laughs> normal years. Um, the brigade itself with it going to NTC, we won't have as much tank firing as normal, but we do have several artillery units that are coming um, June, July, and August.
0: Okay, good, some normalcy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, well, the sound of freedom will <laughs> float over Brainerd. Yes, this
0: one. absolutely. Well said, well said. <laughs> and how about the airmen? Because I know uh, another thing uh, some folks look forward to is some of the military aircraft that we see over central Minnesota. Will they be training as well?
1: Yeah, they were if you were here last night, they were training here pretty hard till about 10 o'clock. Oh, wow. Um, the C-130 wings, um, you know, we have a reserve and an Air National Guard wing in Minnesota. They continue to come here and train um, two, three days a week, and I don't see that changing through the summer. They obviously have been full in their deployments, but um, right now, I even when they're deployed, they still have aircraft back here, that are working, and part of that is because one of the units is a reserve unit and one is an Air National Guard, and they they rarely are both gone at the same time. So you'll see C-130s circling around Camp Ripley throughout the summer or um, almost on a weekly basis.
0: All right. And uh, Brigadier General Cruz, uh, how about uh, the fact that I know over the years you have uh, allowed others to utilize those uh, fantastic facilities, I think from Boy Scouts to the State Patrol. Uh, do those Snowboard partnerships r- remain in, in operation at this point?
1: Yeah, the, they do to a certain extent. Um, the State Patrol conducted their annual um, cadet um, academy. Um, it started in January, and they, they accelerated their training plan so they could graduate early. Normally they graduate in May. This year they, um, they graduated in April, and that acceleration in March and April was they consumed all their weekends where they would normally go home to see their families They were here training, wow. which allowed them to, to graduate their class, of cadets. I think they had around 30 new um, state patrolmen that they um, created out of that process. Right now I'm um, starting here about 2 weeks ago the DNR Academy their conservation oh. officer academy occurs here every year as That's well. Right. I think they have 12 uh somewhere around 12 or 15 students in that academy this year again and um they'll be done in the in the August time frame as my understanding so those partnerships remain um I have yet to see what the Boy Scouts and you know some of the Civil Air Patrol camps and things like that look like um, mainly because you know i don't i don't see that happening until we see a virus uh, or see a um vaccine i guess yeah. but we'll see what happens um The Minnesota National Guard every year hosts its own youth camp um where we bring our own you know ten to fifteen year old kids to um a a week long camp here on base um that camp this year they they just told me this morning has been um Cancelled for the year, so hmm. we'll have a bunch of kids that are sorry about that
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. like you say uh, safety is of the utmost importance at this point until we get that vaccine so uh in the meantime uh you're ready to go and uh I guess uh anything else that that we should know about as far as what's happening at Camp Ripley at this point
1: no the message is your national guard is strong um well-prepared to respond to what the governor needs over the next month. We'll see. We expect to maybe have to respond to some new situations um, regarding the COVID piece as we move forward. Camp Ripley, um, it it never has looked better, I guess maybe that's because um, we've had a month extra to get the place even better looking for our normal summer traffic Mm -hmm. Um, but um, we're we're ready to receive our training audiences as they come in and prepared to um, to bring them to a level readiness where they're ready to respond to minnesota's worst day or our nation's worst day whichever um, they need to be
0: well we thank you for that very much so it's been a great pleasure to have you on the show today brigadier general lowell cruz we wish you all the best and again thanks for being part of the show today
1: excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank
0: you, sir. Yeah, and Tony Housie, thank you as well for uh, joining us today, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again next month. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Thanks, gentlemen. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Again, our guests today, Brigadier General Lowell Cruz, Camp Ripley Senior Commander, And Mr. Tony Housie, who is in the Camp Ripley Public Affairs Office. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor. And that is today's edition of Community Focus. Our Community Focus programs are available to listen to anytime on our website, 1067wjjy.com. That's brought to you by Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. And you can always listen to through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.